I'm Tyler. From now on, I'm Switzerland, okay? Dennering. <laughs> I'm Connery, not before marriage. Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Chessa, your personal brand of heroin. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just a perennial franchise favorite. <laughs> All year round. Um, and this is the franchise. Where we're talking about Twilight. Uh, wait, is this one called the Twilight Saga Eclipse? Because the Twilight Saga New Moon was the name of the last one. <laughs> I think we should just add it on. It wait, once really? Yeah, saga. So I, I thought, thought it was just Eclipse, Eclipse for this one. I should actually Eclipse. check that right now. Something I definitely should have looked beforehand, but I was just really thrown off that it was called. Oh, yeah, it is the Twilight Saga Eclipse. I like that they made the bold step to like Very step to Star Wars and be like, we are also a saga. They did the most. They did the, they did the most did for the Twilight. Most. That's true. I mean, not even Lord of the Rings has the nerve to do that. They're a trilogy. <laughs> Until they became a septology or something. I guess so, yeah. A, a sixtology. <laughs> oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, you heard her already. We're joined by my cousin, Chessa Salaya. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm thanks excited. for coming on. We've been of all course. we've been back and forth the past I don't know a couple months maybe just talking about Twilight ever since the new book came out which we'll also be covering in a few weeks keep note everybody I'm excited I actually really enjoyed it so Ooh, I gotta start reading that <laughs> yeah I read like sixty pages like two months ago and then I need to read the other five hundred so it's surprisingly longer oh, than I would good. think it's like so much taller than the other books yeah. oh my god. Like, I have all my other books on the shelf, and I put the other one next to it. It's, like, 10 feet taller. I was like, oh, great. Oh, Hardcover edition. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to yeah. get that on audiobook, and I'm going to have it a really obnoxious narrator. I just know it. It's okay, Connery. I got the hardcover for both of us, so you can keep it in our franchise collection forever. Okay, good. I, I have to start making that. My office is going to get really cluttered really fast at the <laughs> yeah. rate of memorabilia I'm starting to acquire. I guess before we get more into Twilight, specifically, specifically Eclipse, um, Chessa, what's new with you? Oh, man. Not much because, you know, it's 2020 yeah. and you can't really do many new things. But I guess I've really taken up uh, puzzling. <laughs> that has been like my hobby of choice mm -hmm. this quarantine. Um, and I don't know. I'm still working, which is good. I'm also a dance teacher nice. and I've been teaching dance over Zoom since March and now we're finally opening up the studio and doing dance classes outside, awesome. which has been actually super fun. I thought I was going to be uh, too hot to do that, but it's not too bad. Um, yeah. And then besides that, I mean, I haven't really do any, like, done anything too crazy. Just try to keep myself busy during this time. Watch a lot of TV. and. Is there a new TV obsession on the horizon for you or that you're experiencing at the moment? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> um, it's called Gilmore Girls. Oh, I've and... never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I just got into it like a few weeks ago. So that and Modern Family. Oh, fun. So, yeah. I just got a um, – I was in Mexico a few weeks ago, and they have Modern Family on Netflix. <laughs> and I wanted to binge all 11 seasons um, in one week. I only got to season two, so I didn't do so well. <laughs> yeah. So – I'm trying to find ways to watch it here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's always a thing like watching a show in a different country. I forget what I was. There was something on when I was in England and we were watching like almost a whole season of it. And it's like, well, the rest of it's not on in U.S. Netflix. So yeah, bummer. that's it. That's all you get. <laughs> this is probably too long from when you said it to make this joke. But uh, <laughs> have you ever taught a dance class during during an, an eclipse? <laughs> I can't say I have. I'll put it on a bucket list of things to do. I feel like you might summon something incredibly dark with the idea of dance yes. during the eclipse, two emotional things happening at once. 
might bring about our very own Edward Cullen. <laughs> that was a very powerful laugh for a joke that definitely wasn't worth it. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> no, not you, mine. <laughs> okay. I enjoyed it though. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the the idea and like the visual of me da- teaching a uh, dance class during any. It's definitely dramatic. Yeah, I never thought about that before. So there you go. So you've been watching Gilmore Girls and Modern Family. Mm-hmm. Connery, what have you been watching? Uh, what have you? You see, says snidely. Um, <laughs> Why? Well, because I know what's coming. Well, you know what's coming in in some part. I'd like to issue an apology for my, um, <laughs> I guess, enforcing of Van Helsing being better than Twilight. It is not martial is- <laughs> law of Van Helsing superiority. Yeah, it, it is not, and I am I am very sorry. Um, me, Tyler, and past and future guest Jacob Padilla were uh, <laughs> were hanging out and. Of course, safely. Uh, yeah, um, I think we watched a very religious movie at one point about time traveling to murder Jesus. <laughs> oh. Which is very bizarre. It does um, not sound nearly as compelling or interesting as that is, Jessa. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be a lot more fun, but it was just mostly like a, re- a religious movie. So yeah, Very preachy. Where do you even... Where do you even find a movie? Like? <laughs> it was it was uh, <laughs> recommended to me from a different podcast. <laughs> different podcast. Wow, I guess I haven't recorded in a few weeks. I keep stumbling over my own words, but um, <laughs> it's okay. I do that on the daily, yeah. so it's all good. <laughs> David Chen of the Slash Filmcast. Not that he'll ever hear mm-hmm. this, but let it be known that he recommended so hey. many people this movie, Assassins Thirty Three A.D. <laughs> and everyone is just telling him how <laughs> terrible of a recommendation it is. So yeah. I just want to add this to the fire. <laughs> Going on, but yeah, so that was a total train wreck. Mm. I like some of the monster design, but other than that, it's it, it's a mess. It, it's a total utter mess. The I got Jesus really movie, the monster no, design. No, no, I'm sorry, Van Helsing, Van Helsing. <laughs> the, the monster design in the Jesus movie. When Jesus hulks out, it gets crazy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Van Helsing's a, a nightmare. I I probably haven't revisited that since I was 12, and then I'm like, okay, yeah, this is a mess. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, just this morning, I was watching uh, the new Harley Quinn TV series, which I really, really like. Oh, what's that called? I think it's just called Harley Quinn. That's on HBO Max, right? Yeah. Who plays Harley Quinn? Uh, Penny from The Big Bang Theory. I don't know her real person name. <laughs> okay. It's an animated show, right? Animated show, yeah. It's fun. It's really it's really cute and funny. They kind of lean into the ultraviolence sometimes, too, which is interesting. Just to, like, give her some edge, but it was fun, you know. I'm watching it. I'm laughing. I'm like, I'm having fun. There you go. Harley Quinn. Yeah. I guess it's good. Watch it. <laughs> That's what we need right now is just like ways to have fun. Exactly. Ways to just smile and find joy. <laughs> That's why, you know, I rewatched all the Twilight movies and read the books. <laughs> Definitely. <you> <laughs> That's We're all we're doing revisiting right now. our pasts now. You with Twilight, Connery with Van Helsing and his, uh, his now penance for his crimes <laughs> of loving Van Helsing. It was a penance. That's why. Okay, I felt. but I have to say, I remember like loving Van Helsing too. Yeah, I mean, it was really yeah. cool. Like, I think when we were kids, you know. And then yeah. the scene with Mr. Hyde in Paris. Ah, oh, Paris. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good bits in it, but it's just, it's just, it's just pretty trash for the most part. <laughs> There's a anybody, any, uh, any Helsing heads out there? <laughs> I hope you know. Just keep, keep being you. Yeah, we're just happy that Hugh Hugh Jackman found his true calling of singing and dancing and not uh, hunting monsters. Yeah, it's kind of weird in hindsight seeing him be like in that like Wolverine mode kind of thing where it's just like, I'm an action hero, but it's just like, all he wants to do is sing. Yeah, let let the man sing. He's having so much more fun. He wants to be a great showman. The greatest (laughs) of them all. (laughs) The greatest. Tyler, what's been going on with you, dude? 
Yeah, I had two completely fluid segues based off of what you just uh, recommended, Connery, but I totally oh. forgot one of them. <laughs> Perfect. It's our brand. But, um, speaking of Monster Hunters, uh, there's another Monster Hunter show that I've been watching is The Witcher, Ooh. who I think Geralt of Rivia is a, I don't know if he's a, a, a role model, but he's definitely much more of an icon than, uh, than Van Helsing. He's more of an angst king. Yeah, he is. He could give Edward a run for his money. That's true. (laughs) They're both pretty pale. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I've been watching that. Just started like this week. Past and future guest Alyssa Wise. She recommended it to me like months ago, and it's like, oh, you know, I don't know. But I just, uh, I have been very bad at watching TV shows in general, like my whole life, basically. I don't know because it just takes a lot of time investment. It's like if an episode's bad, I would always Mm -hmm. be like, oh, well, I wasted so much time. But I think that's something with quarantine or the pandemic and everything too, where I'm just like. I'm going to actually start watching TV because uh, <laughs> yeah. there's something relaxing about it as opposed to watching like three movies in that time. It's just like yeah. all the same story. So it's like eight episodes long. I'm on like the fifth episode right now. And like I know some people were criticizing like the uh, time jumps in it, but I kind of like that style. Like the, it, it does take like a couple episodes to get into, I think, like you're saying, Connery, like you're mm-hmm. because like you're, you don't fully know what's going on right away. Yeah. It tells Geralt's story, but also tells other character stories like Yennefer, but like in the past at the same time without mm. like being too obvious about it. So yeah. I can see how that's like frustrating. And also I can't really, I don't know if I could recommend it to someone who hasn't played the games or read the books or whatever, but I mean, I think it's cool on its own, but maybe it just adds a whole nother layer if you've like played Witcher 3. Because it's like, oh, that's this kind of creature. Like, I forget. I don't know. Like, that's a Striga or a Kikimora or whatever. Like, They'll cool, vulnerable like... to poison. If I activate my purple circle magic, it hurts it more. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's square, square, triangle. Uh... <laughs> over and over again. I got this. <laughs> Look, dodging. a demon six level, levels higher than me. I'll fight it. I'll bang my head against this wall nine times till I win. <laughs> but, yeah, by that, I just mean maybe it doesn't really explain a lot of things. It's just kind of like feels already like a lived-in world, which I think is really cool, but I can see how it's like a little tough to get into. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend that. It's new, season's, nice. new season's coming out next year, I think, at some point. So, And then I don't remember the other thing you said, Connery. <laughs> uh, I, talked about that. I talked about Harley Quinn. Oh, Harley Quinn. A, I started yeah. watching Birds of Prey again. <laughs> oh, Birds <laughs> of Prey again. <laughs> yeah, that's also on HBO Max. And I was editing photos of Alyssa, uh, we did a photo shoot a couple weeks ago in like Chinatown in LA because that's where a lot of lo- the uh, locations are in uh, Birds of Prey. So mm-hmm. I was editing those, and I'm gonna hold myself to it that at least some of those photos will be on my Instagram by the time this episode comes out. <laughs> oh wow, that is uh, two days from now. I love that. <laughs> yeah, two days from now. So also, if my audio sounds different than it normally does, I apologize. Uh, I'm in the other room because <laughs> we're. A little short on time for editing, but... He's in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> the other room. Um, well, that's our recommendations. Uh, all of those <laughs> things. Maybe we'll write them in the show notes from now on or something. Maybe. You make these show note proclamations and they never, ever come <laughs> they, to pass. That's because they're not in the show notes for me to write them in the show notes. So I always forget. <laughs> but I think it's time to uh, enter the world of Twilight and Forks and... Seattle vampires this time. Yeah, yes. the Fraser vamps. <laughs> to get a little more general first, Chessa, what's you? You already mentioned that you read the books. I'm assuming you saw the movies in theaters or some of them at oh, least. Oh yeah. What's your relationship with this franchise? Oh man, this was like 
just the, I don't know, the definition of my teenage years. Like, I, because I never was a Harry Potter fan. I wasn't into anything, but Twilight was, like, my Harry Potter. And so I read those books, like, each four times when I was, like, 13, 14. I went to all the midnight showings of all the movies. (laughs) On the, for Eclipse, they played all three movies back to back at the theaters. I did that. (laughs) And I even went to like the midnight release at Barnes and Noble of Breaking Dawn. Like (laughs) I was, I was in it and I dressed up as Bella too. There was like a costume contest and I dressed up as Bella. I wore a cast. I have a question. Yes. (laughs) Does she have a specific costume that she wears in the book? (laughs) A flannel. Exactly. I wore flannel, like plain clothing. (laughs) And I don't know. She's She's always hurt, so I wore a cast around my arm. Oh, that's fun. That's good. See, did you win? I bet that I bet they helped me differentiate differentiate yourself a little bit. Yeah, it, was... it did, but I didn't win. Oh, oh. There were definitely people dressed up as like Edward Cullen and vampires. Oh, so boring. you know, I let them have their time. We're... I know, boring. Yeah. You you chose the hardest one. Yeah. Were there just a bunch exactly. of uh, shortless men in jorts standing around? <laughs> no, it was a lot of girls. It was a lot of girls, so oh, okay. not a lot of boys. <laughs> hey, what's up with all these shirtless Kevin Smiths around in their jorts? <laughs> but yeah, so Twilight meant a lot to me. I was, I, you know, and I didn't, I like, after, I don't know, all the movies came out, I haven't read these books in like 10 years, and I was actually surprised that they kind of held up. They like held their own, oh, and they were pretty good. They're much better than the movies. <laughs> That's what I, we I'd have imagine. continued to hear. <laughs> yeah, they're they're much more detailed than yeah. the movies. I feel like when they made the movies, they were kind of like, we're just making it for the people who've already read the books. Definitely. This is definitely a recurring theme with all with our guests saying like they just made the movie <laughs> for the people who read the books, especially with the introduction yeah. of Taylor Lautner when you first see him, that big guitar rift as he like he turns around and I just make the crowd <laughs> just goes wild. <laughs> Oh man, yes. That was that was definitely the fun part about going and seeing the movies was the energy of the crowd. Everyone was like screaming and laughing and like <laughs> crying and oh, it was fantastic. It sounds like I definitely missed out on seeing it in in theaters. So I hope at some point there's a revival <laughs> marathon oh or God. something. That would be I'd fun. Be down to see them all. Where does Eclipse stand amongst all of these movies? Is it one of your favorites? Is it the most epic? i i i'm sure i would say like breaking dawn was the most epic Mm -hmm. um but eclipse is definitely like a second it's so intense yeah um it's definitely one of the more intense ones of the series like new moon was like i don't know just all about her relationship with jacob and um i when i first saw the first twilight movie i was like crazy about it and then i don't know i kind of like the new director and the way they took it Mm. yeah eclipse is definitely up there what was everybody's overall reactions of this movie in particular like compared to the last two i thought this one was definitely more angsty than the other ones (laughs) absolutely yeah it's ang- it's angrier. I I feel it's anger. <laughs> it's very angry. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob. Yes. He he's a he's a monster. Like he's like, no, you will love me. And then, like he vaguely threatens to kill Bella at one point. She's like, I'd rather see you dead than a vampire. Yes. <laughs> like, you just threatened to kill her. You're a psycho. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, he's definitely just way too in love. But I, like, also, like, Jacob was really intense, but 
Edward's really intense too. Yeah. Like he's making all of yeah. these like ultimatums for her, mm-hmm. and I don't know. He's I, just the way he's like overprotective, and like there's the one scene where he takes apart her car so right. it doesn't start, so she can't see Jacob. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's come weird on. too. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, Edward's a control freak and Jacob's a rage monster. It's like, it's two yes. sides of the same bad coin. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a lot. There's a few times where Edward's like, I'm like, oh, Edward's like, I, I like him better than Jacob. He seems less toxic, but it's like, no, he's just toxic in a different way. Yeah, both- his yes, toxicity absolutely. is subtle. <laughs> she should not be with either of them. No. <laughs> yeah, Jacob's the kind of man who will force himself on a woman, and Edward's Ugh. the kind that will stalk them silently for years. <laughs> yeah. Yes, both, 100%. Both creepy in different ways. Yes. <laughs> I think also rewatching them 10 years later as a 25-year-old, I'm like, why would Bella choose any of these boys? Like they're, they're crazy. I want, I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie, which is when the, Bella and Edward come to school and Edward has to sit with Bella's friends and it just makes me laugh so hard because I'm like, what do they talk about? Does he just sit there and angrily so stare at them? Yeah, every, no one's happy about what's happening. No. It's so forced. And it's funny that they only show like one scene of that. Cause in the book, that's like a normal thing. Like mm-hmm. it really, there's a lot of more dialogue and a lot more normal scenes where they're like oh, hanging out and it's like friends and like this, but this movie is like the bare minimum of all of this, all of the books. So that scene is just so uncomfortable. Yeah, It's like Bella's like, if I'm forced to hang out with these weirdos, then so are you. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, Alice and Jasper are there, too. Yeah, that's And Jasper can barely control himself to begin with, and he has to sit there and listen to all these kids. He's obviously grown a bit since, like, the second movie, because he's like, hi, guys, how about a party at our place? (laughs) I'm not a former racist Confederate general. Wink. (laughs) No, he was one of the good Confederates. Uh, I don't think that was a uh, thing. (laughs) Just just kidding. Just probably... Don't make him a confederate. (laughs) He doesn't have to be. It's fine. It was 2008. It was a different time. (laughs) It was a different time. The Civil War only happened, uh, I don't know, 120 years ago instead of 130. (laughs) It's totally justified. I just want to say some quick production things real quick before we talk about specific scenes. I didn't really realize, uh, I'll talk about the screenwriter first, but I didn't really realize, but um, Melissa Rosenberg, she was the writer for all of the Twilight movies. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I didn't realize, or maybe I read about it a while ago and forgot. We had talked about in the first episode uh, on just Twilight proper, how that uh, Catherine Hardwick was the only female director on these movies. Mm. That was like the downside of that, but it was nice to see at least that there was a female screenwriter throughout the entire series instead of also yeah. being replaced by like a dude. So yeah. I don't know. That's something. <laughs> I could, I could partway believe to like, oh, they probably saw the mail. I'm like, oh, yeah, because that fight scene in the end. Like, we got to have the fight scene, dude. But right. I guess that's, that's, that's her, too. But, but we'll get yeah. to that later. Go on, go on with your production stuff. But, yeah, she before this, she wrote Step Up. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no way. I had no idea. That's so funny. So, that's another franchise, right? You have to cover yeah, that at some like point. That would one, be a two, good three. one to go into. Yeah. Right after this? <laughs> well, <laughs> no, Batman. Batman is my reward for doing this. For doing after this, <laughs> Batman Breakdance. Oh yeah, you're right. We can do the 1960s Batman too. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, she wrote Step Up before this, and then she would go on to be like showrunner and executive producer on the Jessica Jones Marvel TV oh, cool. show. So it's the like first oh, cool, season like, or the second? 
Uh, I think both. Oh, cool. I like the first season a lot. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I hear some good things, but then, yeah, I don't know. What is the second one not as good? Or the second season, I don't really like that much. The first season is really, really, really great. Well, now that I watch TV now, maybe <laughs> give I it a watch. It <laughs> yeah, so it's like nice to see that she's went on to do some other stuff, and like that's I don't know. That's like a step. That's a step up on its own to become mm-hmm. go from screenwriter to <laughs> showrunner. Yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, Chris Weitz was the director in the second movie, but he was in post production while this movie was getting shot. So I guess they shot this like almost like basically back to back. Oh so wow! David Slade directed this, and I was like, "Who is that?" And I looked it up, and he made the movie Hard Candy, which I remember liking oh. at the time. I haven't seen it in like a decade, but have you guys seen that? No. Who's that? Who who's in that? El- I don't remember. Uh, Ellen Page. Oh. Okay. And she's like really was young. Like, was it like all the girls? No, this one is. Oh no! This one is like uh, she's like captured by like a child predator, so it's like pretty intense. I don't think I saw. I think I know of it, but I haven't seen it. Again, I saw it like ten years ago, so I don't remember if it really holds up well in today's society. But there's a lot of things old. like that. <laughs> yeah, not Twilight. Everything's totally yeah. good in Twilight. It's fine. It's fine. Scrawny little boys are running around jorts. <laughs> Uh, I guess she's a 14-year-old vigilante who traps and tortures a man who she thinks is a predator. Oh, it's Patrick oh. Wilson. Good old Patrick oh. Wilson. The ocean master himself. <laughs> the ocean master himself. Long live the king of Atlantis. All that jazz. Call me ocean master. <laughs> I still have to watch Aquaman. I haven't done that yet. You haven't seen it at all? No. Oh, man. You're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. You keep on telling me about, like, the lobster battles and i'm like i gotta, yeah, I gotta sit down and a watch huge this movie. army of lobster man it's good john Rhys davies voices the lobster king a lobster speaks well of, yeah. of course they speak it's an aquaman movie yes good uh <laughs> and david slade also directed 30 days of night which is a vampire movie so maybe that's oh, why oh. they hired him good because <laughs> bella mentions saying oh i'm gonna go to alaska university and i literally have a joke note here that says 30 days of night university <laughs> there you go maybe that's it yeah the line where where her mom is like is that like i don't want you to go to university of alaska like the line was so shoehorned in there to like let us know that she's going somewhere like dramatically far away from florida but also it's funny because alaska is 30 days of night but also 30 days of eternal sunlight too so that's kind of like a mixed bag. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I, I, another movie I saw 10 years ago, 30 <laughs> Days of Night. So maybe I should revisit both. The only other production note I have is that I found out that the track list for the album was revealed in a special MySpace revelation on May 12, Whoa. 2010. So that's how people found out what would be on the soundtrack is from MySpace. Wow. That's pretty rad. I think I was one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because I, I love the soundtrack of this one, too. Like, the beginning yeah. starts off with the the Black Keys song and <laughs> Chop and Change, and it's so good. And um, I was listening to your Twilight podcast earlier, and there oh. is a Vampire Weekend song Which in one? this one. It's called Jonathan Lowe. <gasps> it's in this it's one? Like, or in this movie? Yeah, it's the... It, yeah, it's in this movie. It's um, they are. It's a driving part. I think like it's either like Edward driving to drop off Bella to Jacob, or, or oh no 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 no. It's when Jacob snatches Bella on his bicycle or his motorcycle oh. and they drive away. That's John or that's Vampire Weekend. Gotcha. Okay, I, so. I was gonna say, part of me really likes the idea of Edward's a deeply ironic person who listens to like Vampire Weekend and is like, yeah, I'm a vampire <laughs> and I listen to Vampire Weekend. <laughs> But only two days of the week. 
but only <laughs> can you guess when? Eyebrow, eyebrow. Wednesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> so I was right. I must have. I did read it in Rolling Stone magazine, circa 2010. <laughs> I was right. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for fact checking that, Chessa. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I really like the uncle song when uh, Jasper is training everybody. Like, I love yes. all the music in the fight scenes. Like, there's a really good song during the fight scene in the second one too, which I'm spacing on what it is now. But I think it's. I think it isn't it a. Uh, oh my god, what's his name from Radiohead? Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's a uh, hold on. It's a uh, hearing damage. Yeah. I think so. Is it yeah. Tom York. Yeah, Tom York. That one's a really good one. I really like that scene and this scene where Jasper's training everybody. That song <laughs> is a lot of fun because it's just like vampire fight. We're training. Yeah. <laughs> I was curious what the werewolves are supposed to do during that. I mean, like they're tossing people <laughs> each other watching. around and the werewolves are just watching. I, I yeah. kind of wanted them to raise hand and be like, okay, what if I don't have like opposable thumbs and like arms to do that stuff? Right. But they're just like, you got to throw them around a lot. And they're like, I have <laughs> teeth. That's kind of my main weapon. <laughs> yeah. I think that's another thing that they dive more into in the book with there. It's like, it's just Jasper trying to train these werewolves about newborns because they're uh, just newborns are just like so out of control and they're mm-hmm. super strong. Yeah, a little berserkers. And they're very sneaky, apparently. They're so sneaky. Yeah. They're, they're very quick. Mm. So I guess the wolves had to be trained in that sense, but it does look awkward in the movie when they're just kind of sitting there watching. So it was like an audience. Like a- <laughs> It was more like a seminar where he's just like, welcome to my class. Today I'll be showing you how a young blood might behave. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I I was waiting for like a sparring match to happen at one point, but I was was like, like, oh, okay, but it's fine. Whatever. Can Jacob's dad not shapeshift into a werewolf? Because I was waiting for an old man werewolf and I never got it. It was deeply disappointing to me. So I think that the elders, at some point in life, you can choose to not become a werewolf anymore. Why would you choose Yeah, that? because you settle down with, like, a person you imprint on. Oh, right. That really gross one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> so then I think after, if you stop becoming a werewolf, you can age. Oh, and, like and maybe does, like, the rage juice go away, too? That might be interesting. I think so, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I might do that. Because that, that one girl who's married to that, the alpha werewolf man, what's his name? Which uh, her face, she's all, like, she's, like, all scarred and scratched up. And I'm like, uh, I bet... <laughs> Is that Leah? Sam and uh no, it's Sam and Emily. Sam oh, and right. Emily, yeah. And I'm like, oof, I bet uh I bet she wishes he kind of put the werewolf down now that I know this new information. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She had it pretty bad. And now, when does the aging process start? I'm I'm, I'm just asking, you know all these answers, so I'm just, I'm just like asking <laughs> now. <laughs> so, okay, I'm gonna do my best. I'm gonna do my best. When, I don't know when the aging stops. Okay, that was my question. Like for sure. I think it's more like when you imprint with someone, you wait until you're like the same age as them and then you choose to like stop the supernatural, then you guys oh, can just grow old together. Interesting. Something like that. Okay. I think. That's cool because I was really worried for some of these like 15 year olds who are just like scrawny. And it makes me laugh because I'd be like, in the books, this is what they probably all actually look like. Because some of these like actual 15 year old <laughs> scrawny kids, topless, running right. around. I'm like, this is what exactly. Jacob's actually supposed to look like. This is what Edward looks like, some scrawny weird teen. That's A lot it. of the werewolves are pretty awkward <laughs> running yeah. around. It's very true. There's like, haha, Jacob. And I'm like, that is a 26-year-old man you're talking to right now. He's like a beefcake mountain man who's going to kick your ass. I know. What's with the tattoo? The tattoo is not a thing in the books. No. And I like totally forgot about it until this uh, movie. I was watching. I was like, where is this tattoo from? 
Hey, Connery, since we're on this mm. whole like mythology slash creature design uh, subject right now. Sure. How do you feel about the vampires turning into porcelain when they get killed? <laughs> I. It looked like they got they're like crystals now, which I thought was rather odd. Like they they're glass. I, I like the porcelain when Edward was slammed down in the second movie. I, I remember yeah. liking that when like his face cracked. Yeah. And it looked like he was just hollow, which I was like, that's really, really good. I love that. Because he keeps saying, I'm hollow. I don't have a soul. And I'm like, that's really cool. Good. But now they're just like made of glass, it looks like, or crystals. <laughs> and it's even the sound. It sounds like crystals, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it does look a little weird. Mm. Not what I pictured. No. Is there anything like that in the book when a vampire dies? Is there any kind of description or is it just like they were stabbed and they died? No, it was more like they turned to stone or something like that. They oh. like harden. But yeah. unless they're, but they're, I also remember reading that unless they are burned, their parts can like come back together or something. Oh. I like, I don't know. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I remember reading that recently in the Twilight books. And I was just like, oh, that's interesting. There's an, uh. There's an issue of a comic that I like called Immortal Hulk, and it's like the Hulk, but it's a very horror stint turn of it. And at one point, they cut him up in little bits, and his body's like in separate jars in this scientific lab, and his head's alive, and his arms and legs gotta like move around Ooh. separately. And I'm like, <laughs> would that be like a vampire if you did that to them in this universe? I guess that that might be a thing. Yeah, I'm like, but That's fun. yeah, it was a little. It's a little over dramatic in the movies. Mm -hmm. Overdramatic. That's yeah. usually my cup of tea, though. I love the overdramatic stuff. But I was like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it it generally takes me that way. It felt more actiony than like a. Oh yeah. I think everybody keep, keeps stepping in a weird direction for me. I'm always out of step with this franchise. Like the first one, I'm like, oh, like it's fine, but I don't really relate to it that much. Second one, I'm like, I want there to be like more action, and then the, this one happens, and I'm like, ah, oh, no, I I kind of was getting used <laughs> to the second one with like less action. Now you give me all this action, I don't really want anymore. <laughs> It's a little charcuterie of nothing that you want. <laughs> it's a charcuterie of nothing I want. Let me try this one. No, not this either. Mm, a little pasty for my opinion. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they definitely, speaking to the action, I think definitely the music, uh, they're definitely like trying to vibe on this Lord of the Rings thing. Because Howard Shore composed the music for this, and he did Lord mm. of the Rings. And there's a lot of scenes in this movie. I feel like even in how they shot it, even though it wasn't the same um, cinematographer as Lord of the Rings, but like even when Edward's just standing there outside of the tent and everything, and then they yeah. do like a big helicopter shot, like widening out and everything. <laughs> yes. When uh, and, when Bella and Jacob kiss on the mountaintop. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, the vampire army's coming out of the water. Mm -hmm. It just sounds like orc music. <laughs> um, that also like reminded me of <laughs> that scene when they're walking out of the water also reminded me of like Pirates of the Car Caribbean oh yeah like that exact scene I was like oh <laughs> and the guy who plays Riley too he's very like I don't know he he's really taking his job seriously mm -hmm. so like his face and everything yeah. is super intense I have another question Riley's recruiting like a whole bunch of young young bloods i almost said younglings but a whole bunch of uh, <laughs> a whole bunch of young bloods and master skywalker <laughs> there are too many what are we to do <laughs> jesus i made a palpatine noise but <laughs> anyways my question is in the, in the first movie we get like um edward saying it's really 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 hard to like stop feeding once you start Right. It seems like this kid's got it down like immediately to a science where he can like turn people and he's just, I'm like, is this his power maybe? Super self-control? Right. I don't think so. I think it's actually Victoria who's changing all oh. of them and Riley's more like 
the the headmaster. Okay. Or the Head yeah, the, the ringleader. Okay, cool. All right, Cause, noted. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, I was like, dang, this kid must be like, either we're double backing on lore, he's or this is like something he's good at, and I just don't know the information. Right. And I'm not sure how long. Like, I don't know the timeline for how long they had been like trying to create this army. Mm. Um. So I feel like because it says that Riley had been missing for a whole year, mm. so maybe she like Victoria was training Riley for a while. Because he's a newborn, like yeah. we've been talking about. So it's like he yeah. shouldn't have all this control. Mm -hmm. But I think she trained him for a while. And then she was the one that was uh, creating the vampires. But mm. he was the one who was like training them. Gotcha. Yeah. It's like the same thing with Jasper in the flashback. Yes. Uh. I did like the flashbacks a lot. Like I liked him mm -hmm. giving it a little bit more backstory. Like I thought they would just like have the, the scenes where they're talking. But the fact yeah. that they actually bothered to shoot the flashback sequences. Yeah. Like this is I nice. mean, I really like... Uh, yeah, and I really like Rosalie's story. I was just going to say that. like, I liked her in the first movie a lot, and then they go back to her in this. I'm like, she's the only person who's like talking to Bella and being like, I can give you actual reasons why you shouldn't do what you're doing. And exactly. really good points. It's supposed to be Jacob's job to do this, but he does such a crap yeah. job at it. Because <laughs> he's that, too like, angry. Yeah, because he's so angry and horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And she just presents like, look, you don't want this. It's really bad. And But then Bella's like, mm, no. Which I'm like, no, okay. I want it. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. She's like, Edward's my reason for existing. So. <laughs> so screw you. And she's like, all right. Her reasoning for becoming a vampire is just like very justified. Yeah. And she's just like, uh, yeah, I didn't have a choice in the matter. And my whole life was like terrible. And I just, mm -hmm. they left me for dead and everything. I'm like, yeah, that right. sounds really bad. And then Bella's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but. I don't care. <laughs> I know she just brushes off her shoulder like it's no big deal. Like it's a tragic story. It's a yeah. horrifying story. Yeah. Like I was yeah, like, I think oh it's one God. of the darkest part of the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Is that is that part? That's like the darkest. Yeah, it's part. like I was almost surprised that was in there, considering it's like PG thirteen or anything. But I mean, like nothing really happens on screen. But it is like uh, pretty intense. But it's it's good that they kept it in, and mm -hmm. like yeah, it's part of the porcelain thing, probably where they just made vampires turn into porcelain because it's PG thirteen. But yeah, then she went around right. and killed people dressed as a bride, and I'm like, that's some extra. I can get behind that. That's yeah. extra in a good way. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's like Kill Bill status. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely a good revenge story for Rosalie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I just want to point out that like the ultimate guy that that she kills that he she was like into before he became like a creep and everything it's just that his name was royce king and i'm like that's the most like hoity-toity name i know i'm a gentleman suitor royce king <laughs> royce king's the name and i've come to take your daughter away from a life of poverty but perhaps to a life of social and uh i lost the joke it's gone now <laughs> i had the voice and the joke left but i suddenly got a case of the vapors <laughs> i got a case of the vapors and i have to go take a lie down Someone pour me a mint julep and I'll be good to go. And give me that opium <laughs> stick. <laughs> opium stick. That'll get me right awake. I don't know what we want to tackle next here, but I just wanted to shout out uh, my friend Dean Kiner, who's the one that like mentioned the whole Lord of the Rings orc music thing of this movie. But <laughs> it definitely, it definitely is like too invasive in this movie, I think. And I think just the director's like, oh, the the composer of Lord of the Rings, yeah, that's gonna make this movie epic, and it just like was too much at times. Yeah. Yeah. Again, going back to like the over dramatics of everything, mm -hmm. they really played up the fight scenes. Because I was reading the books, 
And I was like, there's like a good, like less than a hundred pages left and they haven't even gotten to the fight scene. Oh. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I guess like that's not really a big part of it, but in the movies, it's huge. You're like very cinematic stuff. So. Yes. And they really worked hard to uh, pump up those fight scenes. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's like the overblown budget or something like that at this point. Cause like, the first mm -hmm. Twilight seems almost like it's at least like a medium budget movie. Like it's not necessarily like an indie, but it definitely feels a lot more like that, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then by this point, they have a lot bigger budget and it's like, oh, there's a big fight. We got to make it as epic as possible because mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings and stuff for Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was their drive yeah. the whole time. Also, Bryce Dallas Howard replacing, uh, what's her name? Rachel? Rochelle. Rachelle yeah. Lefebvre. I, I don't know how to say her name. But I don't know how to. Yeah, I don't know how to say yeah. her last name. <laughs> Um, I was a little sad about that yeah. because uh, first of all, I really didn't like her wig in this movie. <laughs> yeah. It kind of wait, it kind of had like a little weird Al Yankovic. Kind of <laughs> it was kind of big. <laughs> like sometimes, like on her, like out. yeah, it came out really far. And on her close-ups with Riley, like and just like her face, like her profile and her hair was so big. I was like, oh my god, um, you're weird out. But um, I just felt like she should have been like I loved um, Rachel. Rochelle I loved her portrayal of Victoria I it's like she's exactly what I pictured and Bryce is yeah. so like dainty yeah. yeah I I feel like they just ca like so I heard that they recast her because of scheduling conflicts but then Rochelle was like totally like devastated when she heard that so I'm like hmm this sounds fishy and Bryce Dallas Howard originally turned down the role for Twilight because the first movie because it wasn't like a substantial enough of a role mm. and now she's doing oh, wow. it so it's like okay cool so she's not doing the legwork of it but like now she wants to be the character. Now that's like a bigger movie and stuff. It's just she like, did such crazy. minimal running. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So. Yeah, that's I. I like. I knew there was like a big conflict with um, the other actress. I just w couldn't remember what it was. I didn't know if it was like a disagreement with like the director or if it Maybe. was just a scheduling conflict. But yeah, I don't yeah. know exactly what it was, but it all just sounds kind of like. Mm. I like the old actress, <laughs> the the actress who played her before better. So yeah, yeah. strange. <laughs> the only other thing I want to mention about Victoria right now is just that when when Edward kills her and her head comes off and is all porcelain-y, <laughs> it looks very strange. Edward it does. just it does look strange. Edward just throws his like nice ass lighter on her and she instantly combusts. Like ah <laughs> uh, yes, this is like instant flames. Like wow, she's really it's like it's like putting her like a bunch of haystack on her or something like that. She just <laughs> lit up. Speaking of this I this idea, I I had to stop myself one point. I had to like pause the movie and just be like, you have to stop doing what you're doing right now, Carney, and just like watch the movie because <laughs> I was watching it and then I was like, I was gonna like tune into like certain people like making certain choices. That's really rad. That's an interesting power. And then I'm like, if I was there, how would I beat that? And I'm like, I have to stop trying to Batman these characters. Like it's really <laughs> really stupid that I always like try to do this. Like like how would a vampire hunter do that? How would you like outwit something so powerful like how that? How would Van Helsing do this? How would Van Helsing <laughs> do this? <laughs> it would seem not impossible, but I I like going up against the not impossible like that. But I kept uh -huh. thinking about it. And I was like I ha I have to stop. Like I have this it's getting so dumb that I'm doing this. And then when I see like that vampires can or at least vampires who like blood a lot can like just like completely shift attention even if something more important is happening in front of them just to be like blood yes there go yeah because like edward isn't bothered by it just because he no. has like a better like restraint of himself i guess yeah he has self-control right. that's the only reason and then the other two are just distracted because they're because it's blood i don't know there's animals i guess right. for the most part so that's why i was like 
it, especially in the, in the flashback with like the werewolf origin story thing of how, why they hate the vampires. The, the first part of this I thought was really funny that like the vampire who like killed the two people and he's standing there like ha 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 and then like the werewolves see them they turn that vampire doesn't even flinch it's like oh yeah I know about werewolves where I'm like this is your first encounter with each other exactly I, I'd be a little bit more like what the hell is this <laughs> I feel like a lot in like um they mentioned in the book how a lot of vampires aren't aware that there's even werewolves anymore like, they think that they've kind of become extinct. And so I was surprised that they, like, didn't sh- make a bigger deal of Victoria seeing a werewolf for the first time. And she yeah. just looked and then looked away. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's a big dog in front of you. <laughs> Which is, like, are there other kinds of werewolves? Because, like, it seems like these werewolves, like, if they can even be called werewolves, I guess. I guess mm-hmm. that's what they call them in the movies and the books, right? They call them yeah, or like I like it's when they uh, go back to the legends. When they refer to the legends, they call them like shapeshifters. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So I guess it's just a new name for that because it's like yeah. specific to like the Ki- Kiluet people, like in the real world or whatever. Like there was like wolf like mythology and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it like plays into that. And so it's like even more so. I like that they turn into like these kinds of big wolves, mi- mythological wolves instead of like big monster people. Yeah, because uh, yeah. it's less gruesome. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. like it. Oh, absolutely. I know the one scene where Bella's like talking to Jacob when he's a werewolf. Oh, I love that He was part. like the cutest werewolf. Yeah. He's, he's coloring. I don't know. He's so sweet. She like pets his head. And I was like, oh. And they put so much cute. character into that part too where like she's talking at they him. Did. And you can just tell he's just like, or like, mm. Or just like his exactly. head movements. I mean, like he leans into her a little bit. I'm like, like, this is good. I want more of this. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think they did a really good job animating the werewolves. Mm-hmm. You know, it could have been bad. It could have been like oh. a, you know, a cat situation. <laughs> a but cat situation. <laughs> they did good with that. I was actually really happy. <laughs> oh, good. I was going to say it could have been a Van Helsing situation. but I think... <laughs> Where they rip their skin off, their human skin off, and the werewolf flesh is <laughs> underneath. I think Van Helsing looks better than cats, though. So <laughs> <laughs> there's something for Van Helsing. I think anything looks better than cats. So. <laughs> what was it? I was going to say on your stuff about other werewolves. Cause I, I wrote that down too. I'm like, can other people be werewolves? Because it sounds like in this you're born into it. Yeah. I don't know. They don't say anything about other werewolves in the books. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if we're going through like uh, other, maybe other like uh, regions of different peoples, like maybe I know like Norse and like all that, Swedish, all that stuff, their berserkers have said they turn to bears. So I'm like, that might be kind of interesting. Oh, yeah. They have big bear bears yeah. running around. I just think it's so funny how Bella is just so unfazed by all of this mythical things <laughs> happening around her. And she's like, yeah, I love you both. <laughs> I love you, dog boy. And I love you, bat boy. Bat boy. Too bad Edward doesn't turn into a big bat. That right. would be pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. It would take the uh, charm out of it a little bit, but oh, yeah. entertaining. But it, like it kept his face, but like he just turned into a bat. <laughs> Big Robert Pattinson face with wings. <laughs> Barely able to hold a head up with its flappy wings. Also, what was up with uh, Robert Pattinson's sideburns in this movie? Yeah, that's Did what I was notice? thinking. They're really intense. They're really thick. Yeah. Like 3C thick. I don't. I was like so distracted by all, like the whole movie. I was like, why are your sideburns so big? They're so hairy. It's like he's the wolf. He, the wolf. <laughs> he has more body hair than Jacob does. Yeah. <laughs> 
There's like three scenes I want to. Oh, there's too much I want to. I want to talk about. There's a lot there's of a weird lot. things, but Let's get started, dude. I, I definitely want to bring up when they go to Florida. I just I like that scene. It's just nice, and it made me think of like a spinoff movie where Bella and Edward are just like on a beach, like they go to Hawaii on vacation. Like it's like a between call or something. Yeah, they they book a private island. They just like they're in Jamaica or something. They're just like hanging out. Yeah. Well, I have a treat for you guys. That's the next movie. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's what? literally the next movie so you're the good honeymoon. to go you'll be seeing that soon some breaking dawn their honeymoon oh okay i thought you meant like they're making a new movie i'm like what oh no 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 <laughs> breaking dawn they have their honeymoon and they're on like a private island well there you go can't wait nice. there you go yeah <laughs> awesome there's a lot of, you know, despite all like I was my complaints or whatever about the action in this movie. Like, I mean, I think the action scenes are fine. I just think they're trying to be a little too epic to be like, yeah, look mm. at this budget. But there are a lot of scenes still that I think it's it's pretty well balanced in terms of having a lot of scenes where there's just conversations between people, which I think is nice, especially like I, particularly this scene with her mom in Florida. I think it's pretty good. Mm. Like, I don't know. It's just kind of nice. <laughs> like, you don't see her mom throughout a lot of this, a lot of these right. movies. Yeah. So it's just nice that they decided to flesh out her character a little bit more. Yeah. Make it seem like she loves her mom, which I was, I was like, yeah. yeah, she obviously does. And like, you don't see it as much in the movies, but she has a very strong relationship with her mom, like mm. in the books. And she's always like messaging her and like uh, calling her and uh, stuff like that. You don't see it, but... Yeah, it's like there's like a sense of normalcy in this scene in Florida. Yeah, because I thought they were like a lot more fraught or something. Like she was like more angsty about her mom or something like that. Mm-hmm. And her and her mom's even like, why why'd you bring Edward? He's just like sitting here staring at us. <laughs> yeah, just staring intensely from inside my house. I invited him to come outside with us, but he just won't. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I do really like uh, the scene with Charlie, too, with, with her dad. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a really awkward conversation. An awkward dad <laughs> conversation. He's like, he plays the best dad. Yeah. Like, he's such a dad character. And I, he was one of my favorite parts about the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. His character just, like, steals the show every time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the sex talk is it's pretty uh it's pretty awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this he's been like our constant standout throughout every one of these episodes. They're always like, he's doing such a great job. Like Charlie's like a standout yes. character. Like he's great. Yeah. He's like this beacon of normalcy in this like world that Bella's totally unfazed by. She's more scared of the human world than she is of the monster world. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. He's like the straight man in all of this. Yeah, he's, he's but, uh, a straight man, exactly. And I love his little, like, stabs at Edward all the yeah. time. <laughs> I like the sister. I don't like him. Yeah. yeah. And then by the end of that conversation, he's just like, hmm, I like Edward a little bit more now. And then, like, takes a yeah. bite out of a sandwich. And then yeah. the scene ends. He's so like, a good. virgin, huh? I like Edward a little more now. Honch. <laughs> yeah, and his, like, and his reaction to both of them going to Florida together He's like, wow, this is this is great. That's great. <laughs> He's like, oh, two plane tickets. Uh, okay, <laughs> there's a great. companion awesome. ticket. I was gonna say, so. oh, the other scene with Charlie when right after Jacob kisses uh, Bella for the first time or whatever, and she yeah. breaks her hand on his face. Yeah, I was like punching <laughs> and, and Superman Charlie, or something. Charlie just comes in right when they're fighting and still doesn't recognize that anybody has any kind of supernatural powers. And he's just like breaking them up. And like, he what's pushes going on? them away yeah. from each other. I was yeah. like, what? They're so strong. Like, it's so weird how they both just let him like 
they stand back for him. <laughs> the strength of fatherhood is more powerful. As with every single thing in mythology and folklore I've ever learned, it's love is stronger than anything. So yeah. eat that. And Charlie is so obviously Team Jacob. It's not even funny. Oh yeah. yeah. Like he would. He's like, oh, you kissed my daughter. That's fine. I love it. She didn't like it. What do you mean you didn't like it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot, but <laughs> this this movie's a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> to that lot. point of teams, I think we have to talk about probably the biggest scene in this movie when they're camping in the top of a freaking snowy oh mountain. My God. <laughs> And Edward's like, oops, so should have put you lower. I'm like, how about you're full of money, Edward? How about you bought her the proper... A heater! Right? Okay, so first of all, she's like so cold in the tent. I'm just gonna skip ahead for one second. Sure. She's so cold in the tent all night. She's like shivering to death. And then the morning she walks out of the tent, she's in like a short sleeve flannel yeah, like, and like doing? jeans. I was like, girl, you're still in the same spot. Like, it shouldn't be, you should be still that cold. (laughs) Maybe we can be kinder to say the temperature maybe drops a whole lot more at night. And now it's like daytime and starting to like heat up. Right. But it it should still be cold. She should still still be like in like winter gear. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, the the scene where they're talking to each other, Edward and Jacob, is like so pivotal. Because it's the first time (laughs) you are able to see how Edward feels about being jealous and like, but he's so just like, if you if she chose you, that's fine. I would just let her go and just sit there and, and watch you guys until and, you decide to let her go. <laughs> and then Jacob's like, I wouldn't. I'd kill you. I, exactly. <laughs> I think it would be insufferable if Edward was also like that. But they're both mm-hmm. just like not great in, in different ways. But at least right. after, after uh, Jacob and Bella kiss, which is... Very strange, too. Mm-hmm. It's like a kiss to keep him around, where it's like she can't oh, think of absolutely. a reason to make him stay, and she kisses him, and I'm like, I thought he'd get really mad, and be like, or like when she, when she kept saying kissing, I thought he'd get mad, and be like, stop trying to manipulate me. Like, right. this is bad, right? You're, what you're doing right now. But he was like, okay. Oh, yeah, she's definitely playing to both sides. Mm-hmm. Like, she's kind of, I don't know, playing that game, and it's rude. She just keeps them hanging on to her fingers mm-hmm. like it's yeah. nothing. Poor Jacob is like, I'm literally in love with you. I will give you everything you want in life. And you are just keeping me around for what? Exactly. Yeah. It's like, cause you just like having me around. You like flirting exactly. with me. Like, like what do you want right now? And she's like, I don't know. I just like different scenery sometimes. Right. Like, like, cool. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was going to say in the movies, like Melissa, who did the screenplay, mm-hmm. Uh, I think that she was definitely Team Jacob because <laughs> she had some I was bias. watching the movies. Yeah, I watched the movies before I reread the books, and yeah. I was like totally on Jacob's team the whole time. I was yeah. like, Jacob is so much more appealing than Edward. Edward says like very little, and he's always so on edge with his eyes all wide, and he's just like, ah, uh-uh. <laughs> where are you at all times? I need you. Yeah. Yeah, and Jacob's so normal. Well, besides his rage, yeah, problem, he's normally but... punches you through the wall. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like there's a lot like up until the end of Eclipse, I'm just like uh in the movies, I'm like totally team Jacob. Mm-hmm. I'm like I, I at, even until the very end, I'm like can you just pick him? Can you just take him? Fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has such weird dialogue like this the scene with him and Jacob in the tent or, or Jacob and Edward in the tent is the scene I wanted to Peta and Gail to have in the Hunger Games movies that I feel like <laughs> yeah. didn't happen. That's fair. Yeah, they definitely should have had some sort of conversation just like this, and yeah, that's what I mean. Like they, they spend they spend a good amount of time in this tent talking, so I'm mm-hmm. glad it's not all rush or anything. But one of the lines yeah. I thought was really funny that Jacob says he looks over at him and says, "You have to admit though, 
I'm hotter than you. (laughs) I actually wrote that one down too. That's so funny. It's so funny. I'm like, is he making a pun that like he is literally heating her right now? Or is is he literally saying- He means both. He definitely means both. And then I like Robert Patterson's face. He just kind of like smirks and he's like, yeah, yeah, probably. I don't really give a shit though. (laughs) (laughs) But that's his attitude about this entire like movie. I feel like every time the movie tries to like thrust it on, it's like, she doesn't know who to pick. Like, it's always like, she's just going to pick Edward. Like she's using Jacob. He's, he's a pawn in this game. Like, exactly. And that, that's, what's kind of sad because he's not really up to seeing it. And, but the movie kind of wants us to feel like, no, she loves them both. I'm like, no, no. I think. Jacob's right. also definitely like way too edgy about stuff and like she is oh, still yeah. just figuring out what she wants. Like at the graduation speech, Valedictorian Anna Kendrick is like, <laughs> It's time to make mistakes and do whatever the hell you want and stuff like that. So I'm like, Yeah, that's the theme of this movie, I guess, you know? It's like she's figuring yeah. it out. She's only she's only eighteen. She wants to get married, I guess. But the thing is Ella, Bella's making a very serious permanent choice. Like she's not allowing herself to make mistakes. The whole point of this movie is her right. making a unchangeable permanent choice. And Mm -hmm. she obviously gets her way in the end. She's just like, no, this is what I want. It's not reckless, I would say. It's very calculated in what she's been just building toward throughout these past three movies. So Mm -hmm. I would argue all of her actions are just very much like, I want this. I will get it. There's no room for mistakes. I don't think she really makes a quote unquote mistake this entire movie. No. Yeah, I don't know if it's like necessarily like a mistake or whatever, but it's it's like the back and forth between yeah like throwing yourself headlong into love and adventure more so maybe yeah and like also they don't touch on it in the books but she has a way more feelings for jacob than they lead on in the movies Um. like way more there's the scene at the very end where she's talking to jacob and he's like all hurt and sweaty in the bed Mm -hmm. in the books she leaves jacob's house and she pulls over in her truck and she just starts sobbing and she's crying and because she realizes how much she loves Jacob like how much she like can't live without him and she is just as in love with Jacob as she is Edward they don't do that in the movies see that's good that would have maybe been like she actually cares for this person not exactly so much like he's the muscle yes exactly I just felt like Kristen Stewart like I love her but I felt she was very like detached Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I her chemistry with Edward or with Robert Pattinson in these movies are like it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> they could have picked a I don't know or they done like they should have done chemistry tests in the auditions. <laughs> yeah. um, They're holding two names from a hat. Yeah, because like when they like I don't know in the scene where she's like you know I want to have sex with you and he doesn't want that i don't know just like the way they like approach each other and they try to kiss it's like it's awkward (laughs) usually like in kiss scenes or like romantic scenes in a movie you're like yeah and this one you're just like well maybe not yeah because he's just so not into he's just like "Eh, mm, i know and he's like can you please stop trying to take your clothes off and she's like do you want to do that part (laughs) he's like no i just not before marriage. Exactly. <laughs> the whole thing where he's just like, he's going through the whole thing. It's like, I would court you for two months and, and kiss you once yeah. or twice, but only if I asked your father or something. And Lil- Lily was watching this movie with me. It's like, at first she's like, ah, I'll, I'll come in for like part of it or whatever. And then she just ended up being like, she's, she went to go like make herself food. And she's like, can you pause it for 10 minutes? Like she was like, <laughs> And then when this whole movie was over, it was like, can we please put on Breaking Down Part 1, like, right now? I'm like, oh, like, I want to, but I, I need to, like, separate the two movies in my mind before, like, yeah. 
recording this because I feel like it'll bleed in. Um, oh, but, absolutely. But she was just like, hasn't he grown at all with the times? Like, just a little bit? Like, it's been yeah, 120 I, years or something. Like, I literally yeah, have a he, note written down here. I'm just seeing. It's just, it's just my own dialogue replacing over. It says, it's too dangerous to fuck. A hundred percent, though. It's crazy. Like, how can you be with someone? You'll see more in Breaking Dawn. But just like, how can you be with someone that literally can't kiss you without wanting to kill you? Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Yeah. Every time. It's so intense. I guess I forget that, like, Jacob does have the human self-control side of him where, like, he can actually, like, have a physical relationship and be there without being, like, I also deep down really want to kill you, though. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Man, this, yeah. <laughs> These movies are definitely just also symbolic of, whether intentional or not, of just, like, hometown romance or something or just yeah. like mm, just grow up a couple years bella and you'll probably find someone better for you instead of oh yeah. becoming a vampire forever mm. like and it's like edward wants that for her yeah but he can't mm-hmm. but he's won't stay away from her yeah because obviously we saw how well that went down in new moon yeah, Romeo and Juliet. Her mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to leave and it was all downhill from there yeah, he but... tried to commit suicide bella just Went on an adrenaline-fueled rampage. <laughs> it's crazy. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess they're just... They just are meant to be together. It's There's... Mm-hmm. Stephanie Meyer more plays onto, like, the soulmate aspect of it in the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, it's more just, like... I don't know. It just looks like an unhealthy, toxic relationship. Yeah. Especially because what soul is Kristen, is Kristen Stewart supposed to be a mate with? Edward doesn't have a soul. He keeps on telling us. I still don't get that. <laughs> like, they just keep saying, I don't, you think I have a soul, but I don't. I'm like, what does that mean, though? Like, I don't know. His humanity, what makes him a person is gone, even though he acts exactly like a person. He can be exactly like a person. <laughs> Maybe if someone around here had a, a major in philosophy or, or theology, Are you going to drag Cameron into this? <laughs> no, no, just Anna Kendrick says, like, Oh, make mistakes, like majoring in philosophy, because there's no way to make a career out of that. So then I was also going <laughs> to tag Cameron in this. Past and future guests came together. But uh, <laughs> but I guess theology would make more sense. Maybe, I don't know. What, what what department does souls uh, qualify under? Hey, Cameron, let I us think, know. I think you're right. Like, Theology-philosophy might be yeah. good. But it's like, what does that mean? Vampires doesn't have souls? Like, what does that know. mean? I like, think it's more like, I don't know if it's religious or if he's just like, thinks he doesn't have a soul because he there he there's no afterlife for vampires because i think they do say that in the book where he's just like you know like after i'm a vampire if i die that's it i just die they're taking their hints from like catholicism probably and like christianity a little bit why wouldn't vampires just take their own lead and be like you know what no we're gonna start our own religion and now this is what happens when we die (laughs) right exactly like how do vampires know that they don't have an afterlife they Mm -hmm. don't unless they don't Unless it just, they like, have proved God or something. Like, <laughs> God has asks, come down from heaven and said, screw you, God. <laughs> it makes you ask way too many questions. It does. But, it really does. Uh, you know, I'm nitpicking here. Are there any other little things that either of you want to talk about in this movie? Little scenes or, or big scenes? I have one more question I feel at least okay. that Chessa could answer. Where What's his name? The, the, the new kid who's Victoria's, like, uh, um, right-hand guy. What's Riley. It? Riley, thank you. Does Riley not have vampire powers? Does that come with age, I guess? No. So actually, it's very like, it depends on who you were um. before you were a vampire. So like, I guess Edward was, because he can read minds. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he was just like really good at reading people. 
not all vampires get a special uh, uh, power. Okay. Yeah. So it's special. Yeah. Gotcha. I was curious about that. Yeah. And then like Alice, apparently she was in like uh, a mental institution before she was turned into a vampire. Oh. They talk about this in the first book. They do not mention it in the movies. Um, but that's why she can't really remember her past is because she was like in a mental institution and I think she was like, like had lost her mind. And so that's why she could kind of like see the future. Was this like 1940s a woman lost her mind or was this more like a, like a serious, she has like some sort of brain thing. (laughs) I think it was like 1940s, maybe earlier. So she had like mild, they're like, she has mild hysteria, a woman's trouble. (laughs) Put her in a straight jacket. (laughs) She's not seen the light of day. Exactly, exactly. That's pretty bad. And then she actually went real life insane in a place made to make you crazier. Yes, exactly. Mm. Why do they show that? That sounds interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then also the only reason, well, not only the only reason, but besides the fact that Rosalie was dying Mm. in that when she went through all that stuff, uh, Carlisle also changed her to be Edward's mate. <laughs> he he literally changed her to for the hope that her and Edward would be together forever. Mm, that is awkward. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't remember that. And then I read that in the books, and I was like, that's so kind of weird. And then Edward was like, no. And Rosalie <laughs> was like, why? I'm so beautiful. He's and like, then uh. that was it. <laughs> and then Carl's like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better luck next time. <laughs> yeah, super awkward. You can live with this if you like. And she's like, you ruined my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she found she found Emmett, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah, she found a... When do you think Emmett was turned? Was he turned like 1982? Because I feel like that makes sense for who <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. He was a football guy. <laughs> yeah, like he lived in the Jersey Shore and he's just like... And then he got... I don't know, was binge drinking and jumped off a pier and hit his head against a rock or something. And then Colorado was like, oh, another soul to save. Well, if you want to know the true history behind Emmett. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I feel like I sound like so nerdy and so funny. No, this so. is great. I'm so happy we have like a lore <laughs> master right now. Like, <laughs> Epiphany was our like our was our scholar historian of like Twilight and like the world yeah. around it. You are right now are being our lore master. So thank you. I love it. It's awesome. I feel really cool. So, and nerdy, <laughs> but it's cool too. But Emmett, so Rosalie actually saved Emmett. Oh. Emmett was being attacked by a bear. And that's why that's his like animal of choice when he's hunting. Oh, but she, he was being like totally mauled by a bear and something about him made Rosalie just like think that he was the one or something. Oh. So she, took Emmett and just ran all the way to wherever Carlisle was and was like, you have to change him. She couldn't do it because she was still yeah, like kind of new. Mm-hmm. So that's how Emmett was turned. Huh. Yeah. I wish we got everybody's origin story in this one, I gotta say. I know. They touch more on it in Midnight Sun in the oh, book. Okay, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. There you go. Exciting. Yeah. I gotta get back that's to that. I, yeah, I really enjoyed Midnight Sun for that reason because like you, you uh, Edward is so, I mean, obviously we'll talk about more when we get there, but like Edward's so, like you get to see more of the family side mm, cool. and the histories and how they interact with nice. each is, other. Uh, who turned Carlisle? Is this information we know or not? Who is the Lord of Vampire Lords? Um, I think that there was like some kind of attack or something. Oh, I don't know. Because I, I think it was a vampire who was planning on killing on everybody, mm. but Carlisle only got like bit and then I think he pretended to be dead or something. Mm. <laughs> 
I'm going to have to look uh, fact check myself on that one. <laughs> uh, thank you, but I'll believe I'll it for now. I'll get back to you. <laughs> thank you. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to put so much in the show notes. <laughs> and everyone will read them. How did you guys feel about the ring that Edward gives Bella? Uh, I think it looked it real gaudy. chonky. Like it was so big. It was, <laughs> it so, was big. so chonky. <laughs> I, if someone handed me that ring, like the and that was the ring, I would be like really upset. I'd be like, "No, try again." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "It was my mother's Where'd ring." You get I'm this, like, Claire's? "Edward, again, your family is rich now. You can buy her whatever you want." I know mm-hmm. they have endless money. Yeah, that money's just sitting there making more money. And I'm, I, I was surprised too when he presented them. Like, is it like all? Is it a really big diamond? Is it, is it all like little diamonds in there? Like, what's this trash? It was just too big. It's too big. Mm. It's too distracting. Yeah. And also, knowing Bella, too, she doesn't like anything that's showy or flashy or that's going to bring her attention. But it was from How, him. That is, like, the whole size of her ring or the whole size of her finger. <laughs> yeah, she needs a flannel wedding ring. <laughs> her and her flannels. Yeah. Also, I thought that – I'm just jumping around. Yeah, but I was – I also thought that Kristen Stewart had better chemistry with the guy who plays Emmett than Robert Pattinson. <laughs> they have a very flirtatious relationship. They do. It seems like they're friends. There's like this the scene where he's like, "Did you get in a fight or did you fall off out of uh, fall down the stairs?" And she was like, "No, I punched a werewolf in the face." <laughs> and he's and he like, was nice. like, "Yeah, nice job. You're gonna be one or you're gonna be one hell of a newborn." And she's like. Uh, good enough to take you on or something like that. And, and he's like, like, oh Ooh. my God. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. And then that's when Rosalie storms off. I was like, good, Rosalie, you should. <laughs> She's like totally flirting with Bella. Yeah, he's, he's being a little like flirty fun time. He's like, I'm not going to yeah. do anything. <laughs> I think we're just doing little picks here and there. So I just want to bring up that the line when Edward calls Bella Mrs. Colon. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, it's the modern world. She says something like that. It's the modern world. I want to at least hyphenate my name. And I'm, I thought about it for a second. I'm like, she wants her last name to be Swan Colon? <laughs> Maybe Colin Swan. <laughs> That's not Swan. a good name at all. What? No, it's not. No, it's not. I think the, like, the comedic aspects of the movie are so like out of place sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a part where, where Bella, like they're joking about to Jacob and then she just calls him chief in a joking way. I'm like, don't do oh that, Bella. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. I, I like that when Jacob brings her to obviously this really inappropriate setting of like everyone in his tribe having like the werewolf legend story that like no oh, outsiders yeah. allowed to hear and nobody has a problem with her being there. Like <laughs> I was surprised somebody to stand and be like, uh, she can't be here for this. Right. <laughs> Cause it's special to like us. Like, I know she knows our whole deal, but she can't be here. Like, I don't know. It, it's weird. Jacob's like the alpha without actually being the alpha. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, he has that option. Sam, it, they kind of mentioned in the movie how uh, Sam gave him the option to be alpha, and he chose not to. Right. But because, but he has a lot of, I mean, you'll see in the next movie. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> it's always you'll up. see in the next movie. <laughs> Good. I don't know. It is very interesting how accepting the wolves are with Bella. And, like, the scene where she walks up to them and they're all shirtless standing in the yeah. front yard. Yeah. It's weird. I was laughing so hard because I was like, I go to clubs and, like, I'll turn around and that's what I see at clubs. Like, just <laughs> men with their shirts off. <laughs> it's like, that's exactly the same thing. I just I just thought that was so funny and just too much. Too what much. Was it? Um, shoot. Crap. Oh, man. All right. 
I, I lost it. I'll, I'll come back to it if, if I if I actually remember. Oh, you know what? Yes, I remember now. The Volteri look like dorks. <laughs> yeah, they, they look like do. dorks. Yeah, like yeah. Dakota Fanning looks somewhat menacing, but the rest, <laughs> of, the rest of them, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not afraid of you guys in any way, shape, or form. I was afraid of. It's it's not it's it's Michael Sheen, right? Can you see my background, Connery? Yes. Oh, it's just a bunch of shirtless little boys. <laughs> who tried to work out for this movie. And their jorts. And their jorts. What, what? Who thought of this? Whose idea was like they should all be topless at all times? Some of them maybe worked out. Some of them didn't. And <laughs> jean shorts is our thing. Like yeah, aerodynamics. Jean shorts. Yeah. Really. Uh, I'm gonna remove this now since you said. Shirtless boy, little boys. That makes me uncomfortable. Well, they're like 15, so Jacob. <laughs> they're like 15. I almost called yeah, you Jacob. I was like, they're 15. Time. Like, I'm patron. Like, I'm trying to <laughs> dissing Jacob. Uh, I totally derailed what you were saying. It, it's okay. I, I was just saying the Voltaire looked kind of dorky Oh, to me. yeah. I, and they're wearing that, like, classic 2008 purple and, like, like purple hoodie, yes. red, gray. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this and is then, hot topic. They, like, yes. And they walk up and they do their synchronized, like, Hood off, like hood taking off. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> They're like, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> they worked on that for weeks. Yeah. They knew what's up. They did. It's part of their training. The colons just let them kill this little girl, like right in front of oh them. My like, oh my god. Okay. I know. So, Stephanie Meyer, actually, she did a spinoff book about that girl. Oh. Her name is Brie Tanner. I actually didn't read that, so I'm a little disappointed in myself. As a fan. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought that it was really brutal. I think that yeah. she could have been like a cool addition to the family. Thank you. I was thinking that too. Like, that as soon as they rescued her, I was like, oh, cool. So, she's going to kind of be like a dark reflection of somebody who didn't want to be turned is like taught another yeah. person to be on like Rosalie's side to be like, I didn't choose this. It really, really sucks. And, and maybe even worse, like a negative influence on Bella to be like, I ate people. It's the best thing in the world. So she, when she's like <laughs> freshly changed, just being like, no, like let's go out there. Let's eat people. Like it's so freaking great. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And there must've been something like she must've had some kind of special power. If she was able to resist mm. and able to like not attack Oh. And have something else on her mind rather than like I need to feed, like I need to eat blood. Yeah, maybe her self-preservation so, was stronger than her hunger. Yeah, so I think that that could have been like a cool, like I don't know, addition. Oh yeah, like for something sure. Something, something yeah. else. I'd have liked to see that. Like she, she was already, she was just compelling to look at. I was like this sad little like heroin junkie girl. Like we have to like spend more time with this character. <laughs> I know. But and like Dakota Fanning, her character is just so intense. <laughs> yeah, it's like the most unintense person trying to be really, really intense. I know, I know. She doesn't yeah. do too bad of a job, but you know, that was yeah. kind of weird casting. And the character of yeah. Riley or whatever is kind of weird casting. I thought like maybe mm -hmm. they should have had like someone more like Emmett looking to be like the yeah. lieutenant. Oh, absolutely. But he's kind of just yes. like this teen kid from Forks and it's like, okay, like, whatever. I kind of liked his like, mini in like Seattle where like, it looks like he's in like the scariest parts of Seattle, like upturned cars and fire. And he's like, why can't you all just get a grip? I was like, <laughs> at first I didn't know he was being like controlled by Victoria. I'm like, this guy's creepy. He's like a vampire cult leader almost. Like he's got his shit together. Yeah. But he's just a pawn for Rosalie or not Rosalie, what's her name? Um, Victoria to use and she just kind of femme fatales him and I'm like that's, that's fine you know it's whatevs yeah the first scene of the the opening scene of the movie was actually pretty good yeah. like I, it was very intense and very just like 
oh man, what's happening? Mm-hmm. He's definitely delivering a, a big performance when he's getting yeah. a, yes. a bitten. And it goes to the white <laughs> shot. Lily was pointing that out where he's just like, like yeah. shaking on the ground. <laughs> I hate you! <laughs> Ob one just cut off three of his limbs. But the vampire venom is supposed to be excruciating or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be like your all of your insides are burning, Ooh. and it lasts for like three days. Oh, three days? Three days of just endless burning. Oh man, Bella's gonna have a rough, rougher turn than she knows, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the only thing I wanted to add was the cinematography in this movie was actually really pretty. Like all yeah. like their locations that they shot um, were mm-hmm. very nice. Like the the scene where Bella punches Jacob, that walk, and then like there's like the lake or something with like the mountains. Yeah. I was like, that's so pretty. It's nice. Like there's a couple things in New Moon like that when she and Jacob are walking by the ocean. Oh yeah. But the dialogue there is pretty bad. Where she's just like, "So you're a werewolf?" <laughs> like it's like, "All right, just straight to it." <laughs> Yeah, the locations in this are pretty good. Like, and they're different from the other movies. Like, they're on the top of that mountain. Yeah. Which is, like, I think where the tent is is uh, just like straight up a set, but there's other parts of it <laughs> that look like they definitely shot on the mountain and everything. So that was cool. Right. The cinematography, yeah, I noted this movie compared to the other two is like a softer look on the actors a lot of the time. Like, especially yeah. a lot of the scenes on the mountain, and also at the end when they're back in that uh, field with Edward and, oh, and Bella yeah. at the very end. All the violets. Are they violets? They look like I violets. I don't know. They're purple. They look like violets. Lily it's Hill. Not lavender. <laughs> yeah. It's not a lavender field. They're just like super not stressed at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just everyone's like a lot less contrasty and just look nice. That's all I have to yeah, say. Yeah, absolutely. I think that every movie they look better and better. Um, the first movie they were looking a little <laughs> pale. All of oh, them. Yeah, every character in the movie was pale. <laughs> that, that movie's very blue. Yeah. It's very mm-hmm. stylized. Edward still looks kind of like a meth addict to me. When I watched this one, I was like, Ugh, he just, the paleness, it just doesn't look good. I also like, there's that one scene where he shows up at Bella's house after she had been with Jacob and you, mm. she opens the door and his eyes are like black and he's just like, well, I was so yeah. worried about you. <laughs> like, what were you doing? And <laughs> he just looks so estranged. He looks yeah. better in this one, but he definitely looks estranged a lot of the time. Yeah, I was confused why his eyes turned like pure black or whatever and like is that his like fight mode or something but fight mode. that's <laughs> i like that it's uh the when they turn super black that means that they are hungry oh, okay. and they need to feed yeah so he has been like starving himself and like just kind of like worried just like pacing back and forth like, exactly. no where is she They're, like a shark's eyes it's bad exactly <laughs> do vampire lose a bunch of teeth or do they do they have like super strong teeth like, do they have, like, shark teeth or... Or do they have really great dentists? Are you asking me that? No, if they I have was, really shark teeth? It was a rhetorical question, but... Okay. I don't think... I doubt there's anything in there. She's like, they had shark teeth. <laughs> yeah, no. No, they did not. Uh, they, I think they just have vampire teeth. I love the idea now in my head of Carlisle instead of being a dentist. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, well, it's practical because us vampires, we, we bite a lot, so sometimes some teeth come out, so I know how to replace them, and I'm oh having an orthodontic surgeon more so than a dentist. Yeah. <laughs> I, li- I love that. Yeah, just like I really boring. Like, that sounds more funny, like, oh, I'm a doctor. A doctor's moody and broody. A dentist is kind of funny. <laughs> His brother, Darlisle, the dentist. <laughs> Dar- <laughs> Dar- <laughs> Darlisle. He gave them all braces at some point. 
I think we've covered this movie left and right and thick and thin and from the lakes of Washington to the highest peaks of Seattle. Of Seattle to the to the Space Needle itself, which is in a shot. And there was no toss salad or scrambled eggs to be <laughs> I was going to say, I sang that as that shot was going on. So I was going to say, this isn't really a game, Connery, but would this fix Van Helsing for you if it was Van Crane instead? And Fraser Crane had to fight vampires. He'd be the worst vampire fighter ever. <laughs> He'd yeah. just be like... You're like, I'm not getting blood on my clothes. Niles, Niles, fire the automatic crossbow. I'm not firing it. <laughs> and Eddie Stop turns it! into a werewolf. Yeah, turns into a werewolf. Still, no. I don't. I don't think it'd save it. You know what? I don't think. Uh, I don't think Fraser can fix everything. Unfortunately, Tyler. Well, on that note of Fraser talk, uh, <laughs> we need a better. It's like better than that. <laughs> is this is this your favorite one so far, Connery? Uh, no. I like New Moon better. What about it? Did you like better? Um, I kind of. I think it's more in retrospect looking back. I, I enjoyed the fact that it was a little bit more like a mellow. It was more about the relationships and actually felt more weight in that. Because I think the whole series is about whether she'll choose between these two guys. Mm-hmm. In this movie, I was just assured she'll choose Edward no matter what. And everything yeah. else just kind of backdrop. Oh, that's what I was going to talk about lastly. Um, I was so happy with the resolution of this movie, though. I liked her kind of speech in the end where she's like, you know what? No. Uh, this choice who she wants to be ultimately not like two men, even though it basically is. <laughs> she's like, yes. she's like, she's like <laughs> I want to, this is my choice. I'm like, well, you're still choosing between these like two dudes, they, but they just res- represent two different like lives you can live. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 third, the third cup in that situation is you choose neither of them and you live your own life and like start something new and interesting with the knowledge now that these monsters exist and what do you do with that information <laughs> once you want nothing to do with that world? <laughs> I know. You yeah. just move away and forget about it. Yeah, or, or, or like, why would you? Would would she like delve further in? Is, would it be like Bella Swan, like monster investigator or something like that, or like monster <laughs> scientist? Like, what does that look like? I do like the idea of her being like just human the whole time, but like knowing all the monsters and stuff. So she's like, yeah, a like de- that yeah. sounds a detective. Mm-hmm. Swan, <laughs> Swan and daughter. That doesn't make sense as a company. <laughs> anyway, Swan, Swan and dad. Swan and Dad. Swan and Son makes sense as like a company name, but she would be like the lead detective, and then uh, Charlie could help out too. Yeah, he he's her. No, but the thing is, she's a detective. She's a PI, and he's her what's called police uh, inside person. So he helps her get into <laughs> crime scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. So there we go. We 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 made a good like television procedural drama. That's better than Frasier. I like that. Yeah. I feel like there's so many fun alternatives that you can like come up for or come up with for Twilight. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, just like the idea of her choosing Jacob or the like that like you're saying the idea of her deciding to just leave the mythical world all or, altogether mm-hmm. and do something different with her life. Like there's so many different ways you can like branch out of the ending and choose a yeah. new one. It's fun to think yeah. about. It is. Like it that's why I think it always makes a mark of a really good series where you can like totally play with the mythology and be like what about this choice? And it all kind of end up still making sense within like the world in some in mm-hmm. some sense. Like I think the best worlds you can play around in that and, it, and it's fun and it somewhat makes sense. Yes, absolutely. That being said, this is the <laughs> last movie I've seen before. So I kind of know what happens next, but I don't have a total mm. idea. So probably <laughs> all those different imaginations of what could happen will now change and it'll be something yeah. very specific. <laughs> Have you both not seen Breaking Dawn yet? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, enjoy. <laughs> we know a honeymoon awaits us. Yes. Yes. 
I promise it's not the biggest part of the whole thing. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see next week. Call it there. Chessa, yeah. thanks so much for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. This is so fun. It's so Good. fun. Thank you for lore mastering. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> we'll definitely going to have you back in a few weeks uh, to talk about Midnight Sun, the new book that cool. came out. Which is, uh... Oh, you're doing that with us? Yay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good. I'll, re- I'll reread it. <laughs> I'll re-read no, it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you strike me as somebody who can read books really, really quick, and that's awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I'm really into them, I can I can read them pretty fast. Nice. I can only go yeah. so fast, unfortunately, but I'll have it done by then. <laughs> so, <laughs> me too. <laughs> three, three weeks from now, everybody, get your books and read along with us. But um... get your books. Put in your glow in the dark <laughs> vampire teeth. Yeah. I love it. A dramatic reading of Midnight Sun. <laughs> I saw her from across the room. <laughs> it was lunch. I'm gonna do a sixty hour episode. <laughs> Just cast every every character. Yeah. Uh, don't pretty, don't tempt me. Fantastic. <laughs> I already get to bust out the franchise book club edition theme song, and that's gonna be fun in itself. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Lore master Chessa Salea, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> no, well, not at the moment, but I have a few things in the work with uh, teaching yoga and stuff. Ooh. So, may offer some private yoga lessons nice. soon, maybe some in the park in person. So, nice. I will keep you updated on those things. Working out the the kinks right now. Awesome. Yeah, maybe by the time the book book club review comes along, you can tell us more about it. Yes, absolutely. Epic. Are you doing the ones on Instagram still, or? Um, I haven't been doing them um as often, but I do them occasionally. If you would like to follow my Instagram, at Chessa C H E S S A Salaya C E L A Y A. I teach some yoga sculpt classes on Instagram. Yeah, since the quarantine happened, I haven't been able to be at the studio. I tried to offer like some kind of fitness workout class for people who. Just want to work out at their house, yeah, and need some like some leadership. So yeah, yoga sculpt. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. So mm-hmm. yoga sculpt. It's like a mixture of uh, strength training and yoga. Nice, awesome. Yeah, to to fun upbeat music. <laughs> <laughs> Good to the Twilight soundtrack. Yes, <laughs> to Bella's lullaby. I'll, I'll do a Twilight themed yoga sculpt class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Sign me Do up. Do some squats to like muse and. <laughs> Everyone's in denim shorts. <laughs> the most flexible of material for yoga. Uh, Connor, That's what do so you have funny. to plug? Uh, if you enjoy the sound of my voice and my cackling, you might enjoy um, what's it called Star uh, Starfinder Starship Impala. It's hosted by me. <laughs> Yeah, it's hosted by me and four other ho- four other friends, and we play the Starfinder RPG. It's an actual play podcast. We have over 100 hours of content waiting for you to come over and devour. And because I feel like he won't plug it himself, movie video game mashup. It's also wow. very, very good. That's not what it's called, though. <laughs> it is called, it is, isn't it called movie video game mashup? Movie game mashup. Movie game mashup. I'm sorry. I mis- got one word wrong. That's okay. I'll plug it next week. <laughs> I'll plug it next week. Instead, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah, follow us at the franchise podcast at gmail.com or rather email us there. If you have questions, comments, uh, if you want us to cover certain movies, if you have anything you want to say or ask, we'll t- we'll uh, read it out on the episode. Follow us at franchise pod at Instagram, Twitter, and we're on Facebook as well. 
And thank you to Nick Viverka for our music and Grayson Hansen for our artwork. And you can find all these movies on Hulu now. From the first, okay, so the first Twilight movie, I said they're all on Amazon. Then I thought yes. they're all on just Hulu, but they're all on Hulu. But you can also watch them on Amazon Prime now if you have an IMDb TV account. So that's more streaming war stuff for you. <laughs> so have fun with that information. And until yeah. <laughs> next time, I think you'll find the vampire to human divorce rate is a little lower. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Hey. Hey.